Welcome to r slash drew off my chest, where a crazy mother-in-law systematically destroys OP's life. Our next Reddit post is from Divorce Throwaway. I'm a 46-year-old woman, and my ex-husband is 45. We were college sweethearts and married at 26. Right before we got married, I gave birth to a beautiful daughter who's now 21 years old. I loved both of them dearly, and we've been a happy family for about 16 years before everything came crumbling down. Our only problem was my ex's mother. She always had a strong dislike for me. She never thought that I was good enough for her baby boy. We had many fights, and my ex cut contact with her after the wedding when she tried wearing white to it. We had many encounters with her years after that sending us gifts for our daughter, purposely trying to get us to contact her again, and seeing her outside of our house. Four years ago, I got home from work to see my ex and his mom together on the couch. My ex was on the verge of tears, yelling and calling me a cheater. I tried to explain that I never cheated, but his mother supposedly had proof. She said that she saw me with another man out in a restaurant together. I'm very faithful and loyal, but he refused to hear me out. We got into a big argument before he packed up and left to stay with his mother. When my daughter got home from a friend's house, she too started to blame me when she found out from her dad. She went to live with her dad while he sent out divorce papers. It took about a year before it was finalized. He got custody of our daughter, and I was granted visitation rights, but she never wanted to see me. It took a long time to move on. I sought therapy and fell into a huge depression. I know that my ex's mother lied to tear us apart. I can't believe that he listened to her so carelessly. I don't blame my daughter, but it still hurts. I moved out of the house to allow my ex and my daughter to live there. I ended up moving to a small apartment. It's been four years, and I finally started to be happy again. I made new friends, we had so much fun, and I got a promotion at work. I still miss my family, especially my daughter, but I can't do anything about it. Well, two days ago, my daughter called me. It's been four years since I've last seen her or heard from her. She said that my ex's mother admitted to lying. She said that my ex got a new girlfriend and his mother was furious, claiming that he shouldn't have one after all the trouble she did to get rid of me. They got into a heated fight before he kicked his mom out. I nearly wanted to cry. I thought his mom would never admit to the lie, and now I'm hearing from my daughter. She asked to meet up with me, and she apologized so many times. I told her we could meet tomorrow. Yesterday, I met my daughter at a restaurant, but she brought along my ex. That was something she never mentioned, nor did I agree to it. He was apologizing, saying how much he missed me and that he dumped his girlfriend. He said he wanted us to be together again. I excused myself and left them there. I got home to lots of phone calls and text messages from my daughter. She wanted us to talk and called me a douchebag for leaving. I told her that I wasn't comfortable and that she needed to understand. I had to mute my phone and put it down for a bit. I haven't responded and I'm not sure what to do. I love her, but I can't talk to her with him there. Not yet anyways. It feels so fast. I wanted to talk to her one-on-one. I'm deeply hurt and crying as I'm typing this. I don't know what to do. Man, OP, your family is toxic. Your husband and your daughter deliver a grievous wound to you and then expect it to just be magically healed the second they want it to be healed. 
Your daughter has the audacity to criticize you after she abandoned you and went completely no contact off of a lie that she should have never believed in the first place? OP, if you want to rebuild your relationship with them, and it kind of sounds like it does, then you should do that. Just do it on your own terms. Explain to them that they left on their terms, so if they want to come back, then it has to be on your terms. Our next Reddit post is from No Perception. My daughter was a sophomore when the bullying began. I'm unsure why Ella and her friends began targeting my daughter. They made comments about her body, her nose, everything. My daughter developed an eating disorder and began to rapidly lose weight because of the intense exercises and long fasting period she forced herself to endure. Ella and her friends showed no mercy and continued to harass my daughter. My daughter began engaging in destructive behaviors and, at one point, was hospitalized. It took a lot of fighting, but I was able to get the school to punish these girls for my daughter's suffering. When my daughter graduated, I thought that Ella would be a person of her past. But my oldest son began dating Ella when my daughter was wrapping up her three years in university. It hurt my daughter so much that her brother would date someone who bullied her so closely to death. There were nights when my daughter would cry herself to sleep, wondering why this was going on. It hurt me as a mother to watch this happen. My son ended up marrying Ella. I've allowed this, but I kept my distance from Ella. Recently, I hung out with my daughter-in-law's daughter without inviting Ella. I have three other sons. At a recent gathering, one of my daughters-in-law expressed gratitude to me because I had given her an opportunity to get out of the house. I had planned a girls' night out with my daughter and two other daughters-in-law. We kept this a secret from Ella. Ella eventually got the full story out of my oldest son and was hurt. She asked me what she had ever done to make me treat her differently from the others. I let her have it. I told her that her treatment of my daughter in their high school years is why I will never view her as a member of this family. I told her that I had already been kind enough to allow her to be near my family and that she shouldn't push her luck. She left with my son, and he later told me that she cried herself to sleep that night. Ella never gave a proper apology to my daughter for the damage she'd done. She just jokes about the past in a form of dark humor. I fear my son may go no contact, but I will not chase him because he chose his bully over his sister. Ella hasn't been bullying my daughter anymore, but there were no attempts to make amends. Man, I'm not sure which is worse, the bully or the brother who dates the bully. I think it's actually the brother, isn't it? How can you betray your own sister like that on such a deep, fundamental level? Anyways, OP, it doesn't bother me at all that Ella is crying herself to sleep. Sounds like a case of what goes around comes around. Our next Reddit post is from Awkward Gur. I'm a 41-year-old man, and my son, who's 15, has taken a keen interest in becoming a landlord, but has also started insulting me for not owning my own house. I'm glad to see that he's taken some initiative. However, I'm concerned about his mindset. We currently live in an apartment, and he's told me that I'm a failure and a rentoid, and that he's embarrassed to be related to someone without any land. 
I tried to explain to him that houses cost a lot and that I've worked very hard to provide for our family and that there's nothing wrong with choosing to rent. I also explained to him that landlords often mistreat their tenants and that if he wants to be a landlord, he should work on being a kind one. However, he's insisted that it's the right of landlords to charge whatever they want and has said that when he's a landlord, he wants to evict single mothers, which I found very concerning. He spends a lot of time on the internet, and I'm worried that some ideas from online may be influencing his thinking. This month, when the landlord came to collect rent, my son offered him a $50 tip out of his own money. I tried to explain to him that you don't tip landlords, but he insisted that I was being a greedy renter and taking advantage of the landlord. I explained that we paid significant rent already, but he didn't listen. Before this started, he was really into video games and didn't seem to try very hard in school, which I found concerning. On the one hand, his grades have improved, and he even started walking around the neighborhood offering to shovel to make some extra money, which he's put into savings. However, his words hurt me, and I feel his mindset is not constructive or compassionate. I don't want to discourage this newfound work ethic, but I'm very worried about him. So this feels like a two-step solution. One is get this kid off of YouTube or Reddit or whatever it is that he's getting this stuff from. Just take his phone away for a bit. Secondly, I kind of have a feeling that this problem will naturally sort itself out once this kid turns 18 and he has to get a job and find his own place to live. He's probably thinking that as, as soon as he turns 18, he's just going to use his savings of $5,000 to put a down payment on a house, and then he can start saving up money to buy a bunch of rental properties and become a millionaire. Well, good luck, buddy. Good luck. Another option, which personally I'm quite fond of, but it might be a little bit fair on a 15-year-old. On a 15 is pretty young for this. Is to start charging your son rent. He is living with you. He's one of your roommates. Personally, I don't think you should. I mean, he's 15. He doesn't really have many ways to get income, so that's a bit harsh. But I don't know. Maybe he needs a harsh lesson. Obviously, he can't pay half your rent. That's insane. But, you know, 50 bucks a month, maybe that's a good start for a 15-year-old. Just be like, you're right, son. It's time that I start thinking more like a landlord. Your share of the rent is due on the first, by the way. Our next Reddit post is from No Call. My husband and I got married pretty young at the age of 23, and we've been through a lot together. But I would say that our biggest struggles have been our careers and deciding on which path to take. By the time that we were 23, neither of us had graduated college yet because college and life is expensive and we don't come from money. We both had to choose between working to survive and working to further our education on multiple occasions. Ultimately, this set us back in college many times. My husband was working dangerous jobs in construction at the time, and I was working dead-end retail jobs. So, one day, we sat down with each other and really discussed what we wanted for our future and our life. And all of it came down to us bettering our lives, which came to furthering and completing our education. So I decided then that because we still had to survive, I would work to provide for us while my husband focused on earning his environmental engineering degree since he only had three years left for his degree versus my one year left in undergrad and four years in medical school. So we came to an agreement that he would solely focus on finishing his degree so that eventually he could in turn provide for us while I focus on medical school solely down the line. He finished school and earned his bachelor's, as did I. I went at my own pace, taking a bit of classes I had left here and there while working full-time as a caregiver to earn a living. 
I was so proud of him, and even prouder when he landed his dream job at a great company many months later. The job he landed is in his field. It pays amazingly and offers great benefits. I gave him a 90-day provisional trial to see how my husband meshed with the company and see how things were for him before I even brought up the possibility of me continuing my education. After the 90 days, I sat my husband down to talk to him about my plans I have to continue into medical school. He convinced me to give us a couple of months to set up a rainy day fund just in case we needed it before I quit my job, which I fully understood. Six months went by, and our rainy day fund is pretty well padded. So, again, I talked to him about my school plans, and he began to say that he wants to start a family now, and he doesn't think that we could work out starting a family and all my attention being on medical school. We have talked about starting a family, but only once both of us were in fields that we wanted. So I reminded him what we agreed upon and he told me, Well, I think right now is the perfect time to start a family and I want one. So if you choose to go to school over our family, I'll be forced to part my ways with you. I stood there in complete shock of what he said to me, but ultimately, I decided that I love my husband, but not enough to give up on my education and my goals. So, I'm giving in to his ultimatum, and I'm parting ways with him. Yeah, I think that unfortunately that's the right call here, OP, because clearly your husband expects you to help enrich his life, but he's not willing to help enrich your life. It's selfish, it's hypocritical, it's going back against the deal that he made with you. This is not the type of guy you want to be with, and definitely not the type of guy you want to have kids with. Our next Reddit post is from Admirable Spirits. I'm an 18-year-old woman, and I've been with my boyfriend, who's 20, for almost two years. I moved in with him late August, and things have been pretty rocky. My whole life, I've struggled with my mental health, specifically depression, anxiety, and self-harm. I've been clean for a while, though. I also have a history of trauma, but I don't need to get into that. I made sure that my boyfriend knew this when we started dating because I wanted him to be able to nope out of this relationship if that was too much for him to deal with. He assured me that it wasn't an issue. He never really seemed to get the whole mental health thing though. He would make comments saying stuff like, Depression is just spicy sad. And people with trauma should just get over it. He also thinks that only veterans can get PTSD. I've tried explaining things to him, but he just brushes me off, so I do the best to ignore him. Recently, he started watching a couple prank channels on YouTube, and he started pranking me. At first, it was just small things, like putting way too much flavor in my water or salt in a bite of my food. I laughed it off. It didn't really bother me. But then, he started jumping out and scaring me. This kind of stuff really affects me sometimes because of my PTSD, and I tried to explain that to him. He would apologize, but then just do it again the next day. I was getting annoyed and frustrated, but I tried to let it be. Things escalated last week when he put some noisemakers under the toilet seat in the middle of the night. I woke up to go to the bathroom, sat down, and BOOM! It being late at night, me being half awake, and the loud noise all mixed together, it gave me a full-blown panic attack. I was on the bathroom floor crying and having flashbacks. Afterwards, I don't know how long I stopped crying, and I was just staring into space, having flashbacks. He came into the bathroom because I guess he noticed that I was gone for a while. 
When he saw me sitting on the floor, he remembered his little prank and started laughing. I just stared at him for a second, got up, and called him a douchebag. I slept in the living room for the rest of the night. The next day, I sat him down and told him that he cannot keep scaring me like this. No more jumping out at me, no more loud noises. He pretty much sighed and rolled his eyes, but he said that he would stop. Everything was fine for a week, and I thought this whole prank thing was finally over. Yesterday, I got home from being out with a friend, actually feeling better for the first time in a while. When I walked in the house, all the lights were off, so I assumed that he was still at work, which isn't abnormal because sometimes he works late. I plugged my phone in because it died on my way back home, and when it powered on, I got a notification that he sent me a text. It just read, So sorry, I love you. I replied saying, It's okay, I'll see you when you get home. Love you. Then, I heard his phone ding in the bathroom. Oh no, please don't tell me this is going where I think it's going. That was weird, I thought. I got up to go get his phone, and when I got into the bathroom, I saw him laying in the bathtub. The bath was full of water, there was an empty bottle of pills on the sink, and he was covered in blood. His wrists were cut, and there was just so much blood. My heart just sank. I started having a panic attack. I was hyperventilating, crying, and I was just frozen. After a minute, I ran to the living room to get my phone to call 911, and I heard splashing and then laughter. I turned around to see him standing in the hallway just laughing. He said, got you. You should have seen the look on your face. I don't even know how to describe the feelings that I was experiencing. I was so mad and sad and scared. I didn't even say anything. I just walked out of the house. I just kept walking, and eventually, I figured I had to call my friend to come get me. At first, I didn't tell her what happened. I just told her I needed her to come get me because it was an emergency. She came and took me back to her house where I'm at now. My boyfriend keeps calling me and sending me texts saying that he was sorry and it's just a joke and I'm overreacting and I need to come home. I am not answering. I don't even know what I would say to him. My friend is going over to his house tomorrow to get my things when he's at work. She said that I can stay with her however long I need. I don't know what I'm going to do. I just feel numb. OP, I don't know if you go into all the, like, PTSD and self-harm stuff as a way to justify you breaking up with your boyfriend, but even if you didn't have PTSD, if your boyfriend did this, this is still breakup material. That's, a uh, that's not a prank. That's psychotic. This guy, this is essentially just emotional abuse, but it's emotional abuse in this really, like, elaborate, bizarre, it's just a prank bro kind of way, and it's extremely unhealthy, and you need to remove this guy from your life immediately. That was r slash true off my chest, and if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast, because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.